0: More cowbell indeed. Always more cowbell. This is Todd Brinker. I am one of your hosts for Generation of the Tech. The other is my dad, Jack. The other generation.
1: How are you doing? Doing great. How are you? Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Absolutely beautiful weather around here. Couldn't be any nicer in the 70s.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we hit some really nice weather this weekend, too, yeah, after a fair amount of rain.
1: We're supposed to get up to 83, I think it is, by Thursday, and then there's some possibility of rain or something on Friday. Of course, you wouldn't
0: know that by checking Apple weather, because Apple weather's down all the time.
1: That's right.
0: Which wasn't the first thing we were going to talk about, but it seemed like the perfect lead-in. Um, Apple weather has been down repeatedly. Uh, Apparently, there was a 14-hour outage recently, and uh, uh, I find that it sort of is hit and miss. Yeah, basically a week ago today, Apple weather was having all kinds of issues. Um, You know, I'm still angry about them shutting down a perfectly good weather app that they bought, being Dark Sky. And, and then forcing us to use, you know, this weather app and there's other apps out there. I really hope somebody comes out with just a, you know, um, you know, somewhat grade sky or something, <laughs> you, know,
1: that, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, uh, yeah. how about sunny skies instead of dark skies?
0: There you go. Except with. that they made their bones basically by saying it's going to rain in seven minutes, 30 seconds. And by golly, they were good at that. Um,
1: well, you... their, their, their major accuracy and just in terms of timing of showers mm-hmm. was so good that yeah. that was the real attraction. And when that disappeared, I have since uh, almost abandoned. It is still on my desktop. It gives me the temperatures and, and whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, a little picture on the icon of whether it's drizzling or dark. Or
0: yeah, but that's through silly. Apple Weather. That's not or for some, some other app. That's not uh, Dark Sky because it's gone.
1: That's right. It's a, it's the yeah. Apple version, of right?
0: So, right, anyway, and they so say I, they integrated it, but I just it's not as good. It doesn't work as well. It doesn't. It's not as easily read off the screen. Apple Weather is a more full service weather app than Dark Sky was, but not as valuable to me in terms of the way the information is presented. I miss Dark Sky.
1: So I I actually I told you earlier that what i really valued more than anything. Uh, In today's Apple weather, what is the visual app uh, map? uh, And and then but that's why I left the app, uh, because it's uh, takes forever to paint the sky, you know, to where the clouds are and where Mm -hmm. the weather is. Then I said, oh, everybody else is faster. So I downloaded radar or whatever it is, something like that. Yeah, pop, it pops up and I've got stuff to look at. Yeah. Now whether it's as accurate, I don't know, but I'm not going to wait all day to find out from Apple. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah. They, they've they've so. basically built a kludge out of something that worked really well and stream was streamlined. And yeah, it's and stream, it, stream,
1: it, if anybody could make it fast, they should be the one who knows knows how to do that. And yeah. They just uh, didn't. No,
0: you now the, the app is a, is basically a failure in my mind. the The current weather app is 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 a no, non starter for the most part. The um, Yeah, I used to love dark sky because as a, I, uh, a swim coach, I coach outside and very often at night when it's dark you know, you can't see what's coming. You can't really see the clouds off in the distance, especially if it's overcast. You just don't know. Um, and so dark sky yeah. was great because, you know, I'd have my phone in my pocket and it would buzz and I'd look at my watch and it'd say rain starting in 10 minutes. And it's like, oh, time to go gra- grab the parka or the umbrella or whatever, you know. And it was just – it was so – so good at that particular thing. And that's really what I wanted it right. for. Was that particular thing, you know, as far as like what's the weather going to be on, you know, Thursday at noon. Well, okay, fine. They're all hit and miss there. I don't, you know, I don't trust one weather app over another in that respect because I think they're all pretty much guessing. Uh, you know, and I know that yeah. the meteorologists use all kinds of you know, algorithms to try to calculate and figure out exactly, you know, with the given weather p- pattern that we have right now, what's going to happen. Um, but let's face it, they're not very good at it, you know? I mean, they're they're light years ahead of what they were before, but they still, you know, miss. I think they can, they, they, yeah. they do a reasonably good job of predicting sort of like what's the temperature going to be, you know, in the next three or four days. But beyond three or four days, it, it gets real dicey. It breaks down pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, so actually th- those 10 you, day forecasts you, are pretty weak out at day 10.
1: Weather weather changes as it goes by large bodies of water. And I live yeah. fairly close to a lake. And therefore, I've learned by looking at just maps of of uh, weather systems coming over. I can look at those maps and tell you as good or better than any meteorologist out there. Right. When it's going to come and in what direction it's going to take, because I've seen it too many times. You
0: know, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, that's, you know, I, I don't live right next to the ocean, but it's a bigger, bigger body of water and it obviously affects things, you know, and, and I know that's all built into their algorithms and they, they calculate all that stuff out. And like I said, you know, I, somewhere between, you know, 48 and 72 hours, they're relatively reliable, but beyond that, you know, it's anybody's guess. Yeah. It's anybody's guess. I always think of the, um, I think the movie was called LA story and Steve Martin played a weatherman and uh, you know, literally every day he would stand and go, it's sunny today. Going to be sunny tomorrow. The temperature's going to, you know, cause it's Southern California. And he finally decides yeah. just to record that and put play, play it, play the recording one time. Cause he had something he had to go to. And of course that's the time the one freak storm hit Southern California.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, with as many people as have phones and are out, in the weather, uh, it'd be nothing at all to actually have audience participation in the weather. In fact, I think that was one of the strengths of Dark Sky, I believe, that they had pop, you could pop up a screen if you wanted to say it's raining now, you know, here. Oh, yeah, you can. All you could, have to do is get that screen up and you could push a button. Yeah, they, they, they did why, that. Why they, they did were that. So good.
0: Yeah, that was part of it. The, part of what it was, and this is something I've read since that, that apparently meteorologists didn't like because they thought it was too simple, but you know what? Simple worked. What they would do is they would look at the radar maps and just say, okay, you know, we know what kind of clouds dump rain. There's, you know, ten of those. Cl- you know, there's there's a thick cluster of clouds that are that are prone to dumping rain. You know, five miles away from you, heading towards you at you know five miles an hour. So, you know, in an hour, you're going to get did, rain. They did the math. Yeah, <laughs> and they said, hey, guess what? In an hour, you're getting rain. You know, in 50 minutes, in 40 minutes, you know, and they just counted down. And you know, I mean, it wasn't you know rocket science. It was fairly simple math. Look at look at what's coming at you and say, here's what you're going to see in the next 10 or 15 minutes. Um, which right. you know it's you know it's it's not that different from somebody leaning out their front door and going looks like rain today, um, especially you know.
1: when it's backed up by a little personal confirmation from the user.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's yeah. funny because you mentioned that you know, but they, they could also do it as a background thing. I mean, they've got barometers in all of these phones, um, uh, you know, because that's how they measure altitude. Uh, so. Mm-hmm you know that they could uh, also say hey it's the 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 uh, um, you know air pressures dropping we're probably going to get stormy soon
1: you know in fact when you think about it it's probably uh, due to the primary uh, factor that most companies face and that is is that they hire let's say meteorologists and so the meteorologists give you the meteorologists view of things instead of uh, you know, we don't really care who doesn't, we, we more performance oriented. Right? Yeah. I don't
0: care about the algorithm. <laughs> the I user. don't care if you're statistically using the best algorithm ever created. I just want to know that when it, you say it's going to rain in 10 minutes, I should grab a, uh, an umbrella, you know, and if I don't yeah. trust that you're giving me that information, I won't look at your information anymore. I'll go somewhere else. And I'm sure Apple's like, yeah. eh, it's a free app. Use it. Don't use it. We don't care. <laughs>
1: Which is not I the attitude care
0: I do too, and I, and i don't think it's and, and that 's not the attitude that they have, but sometimes you get the feeling that yeah. that 's the attitude that 's coming across right now at this particular moment in time yeah. I suspect because there 's been outages that they're seeing that as an embarrassment and you're going to see some effort put into making that weather app um, much more stable and accurate in the in the you know at, yeah. as we speak probably they're working on that I think that's something that that you know, Apple executives don't like to have, uh, you know, anything in print or any any people of, of renown saying, boy, that weather app sure is a piece of garbage. <laughs> you
1: know, <laughs> it's yeah, down again. It's, we've worked so long to get – right. We've, we've worked yeah. for years to have a, a polished uh, uh, PR and here one guy comes along with a stupid little weather app and screws it up, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, maybe hmm.
1: it's not one guy. It's some department, right?
0: Yeah, I'm sure, and and it's probably not even a somebody necessarily like, hey, you're the weather app guy. It's probably a programmer who does different things, and they said, hey, we need you to go focus on this for a while because it's not working right. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. You know, I'm sure they've got like, you know, lead programmers and groups that that uh, are you know sort of the put out the fire guys inside the company it's like uh oh that's not working right you guys go over there and fix that make that right work your magic
1: yeah and and understanding the customer to know what matters most for certain specific apps you know right. what do you want what's the most important weather information yeah you know?
0: yeah and so- i mean you know i i don't know about you but in my house i have one of those little um clock things that's got a sensor outside so it tells me the temperature outside at my house you know so i can always ask shlomo hey what's the weather you know or what's the temperature outside but that's sort of a generalized weather that's in my vicinity wherever the most local one is that's reporting you know the the but but the little weather thing that the temperature thing that sits outside my house tells me the temperature here and you know when i'm getting ready to go out i usually glance at that I glance at that. I might peek. I might peek out the window to see if it looks like rain. Um, you
1: yeah, know, but but see, even those matter. Whether you have it in the sun or it's in the shade, or oh whether sure. it's windy out where you are, all mm-hmm. all affect that reading. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, single single readings aren't always the best.
0: Solutions no. Either no, but I mean, if you're smart about where you place it, you can find out what the weather is like at your place. Like you know, I go out and walk in the morning, and so. Uh, you know, I check that to say, well, is a sweatshirt enough you know, warmth in the morning or do I need to bring a jacket, yeah. something a little heavier? Do I need to bring a jacket that uh, can handle some rain if it's a little sprinkly outside, you know? And so, uh, absolutely, you know, I don't usually walk with an umbrella, but I've got a poncho if it's raining really bad and I still want to walk. If it's raining really bad, I may say, forget it. I'm not going to go outside and walk today. You know, I've got, I've got a treadmill. I can go in there and use that. Like that'll happen, um, but <laughs> but I've got one. Um, but the yeah. um, you know it's that's what My I, I mean, and that's what I use weather for. And and you know while I I like like we all like to think of ourselves as typical. Everybody does things a little differently, and none of us are typical, right? Everybody's unique to their situation. Yeah. So that's the problem in building well, something yeah. like a weather app, right? Because what I think is important and works for me may not be what works for you.
1: Well, yeah. Let me tell you how complicated mine is, because my sensitivity is that I don't damage the electric scooter that's on the back of my car. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unfortunately, they didn't build it to be weather tight. It's sort of resistant, as you will, and that's <laughs> up to you. But but the day that I go to get on my scooter and suddenly it's short circuited because the I drove through a, a, a shower. You know, in the last uh, fifteen mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, and now it doesn't work. Now where am I? You know, that's mm-hmm. those are my legs. <laughs> yeah, well you're <laughs> you just sitting. My legs off.
0: You're sitting somewhere in the
1: rain, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I haven't had that happen yet, but I've been pretty cautious. You know, I put a plastic bag over that yeah. part of the uh, uh, the tiller, as they call it. Uh, Seems really odd that, to me that
0: that device is not really designed for like dealing with like you know. I mean, granted it's not a four wheel drive vehicle here, but it should be able to handle a little bit of like, you know, water and rain. That just seems oh, really... if if it,
1: if it was properly done, about the only thing that I really need that has a hole in it is the keyhole to turn it on. And it does need the protection of a key. Right. But they could have put that they could have put that with a little cover or something. Sure. Uh, when the key's in it when the key's in it it's protected because it's got a little hood that comes down and the water would run wouldn't run down the hole, Uh you know? Uh, But I'm not leaving the key in while I'm going down the road because it might bounce out and then where am I, you know? (laughs) So, anyway. If it bounces out, I think the
0: key would be the last of your
1: concerns. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if the scooter, you mean, bounces out.
0: Right, exactly. Oh, you're saying if the key itself bounced out. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought you were saying if the scooter bounces out, then where would I be? I'm like... Seems to me the no, key would be the I last have, issue I'd be worrying about if the scooter was like bouncing around on the freeway as you were driving away. <laughs> but,
1: but I, but I have driven a distance, you know, like from the doctor's office or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, I get home or wherever I'm going, and I get out and I'm reaching my pocket and I said, oh, I don't have my key, and I walk behind and I left it. Yeah. And the it, there's two keyholes. There's one in the lift and one in the in the uh, scooter. And the lift is always the last thing I have it in. And that one's on the side where it could very easily jiggle out, you know. It's a solid thing that bounces around as you go down the road. Mm -hmm. And I felt real fortunate that it was still in there Mm -hmm. because I had had a backup key, but, you know, I can't
0: find it. Right. Well, and those kind of devices always use an uncommon key. So you go to a locksmith and they're going to say, I don't have a blank for that key. You know? Yeah, you know, yeah. or if they do, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the the uh, the blank that normally costs a buck, this one costs thirty dollars. Yeah. And I that's don't if right. I if I don't cut it right, that's on you. I don't guarantee it. You know, and you're like what? Or, or
1: you or you or you have a car key and you go to the dealer and they have to you know basically reprogram a mm-hmm. new device, smart device, right? Right. Yeah. Well, they all are now. Yeah. And put a battery in, all this stuff.
0: Yeah. So let's pat ourselves on the back a little bit. Uh, You and I had talked about uh, various ways of storing energy, and one of them was move something heavy up a hill and then let that heavy thing come down to generate energy when you need it, i.e. at night when you're using a solar system, right? So your solar system works great during the day, but any excess energy that you create, don't let it just fritter away in heat. Uh, You know, use it to to store right so uh, a a battery a gravity battery is essentially what we talked about and it turns out yep. somebody's doing that you want to talk about it
1: yeah in fact instead of having it, or assuming that you have a hill nearby they just mm-hmm. built a tower yeah and it raises and lowers uh bricks if you will weights yeah. uh and uh
0: they look to be very very big thing when you say bricks and weights these things look like cement blocks that are like the size of shipping containers they look they look very big
1: and and, and they have what do you call that big thing on the top that uh, that's a big crane uh, crane yeah yeah big crane the uh the hoist uh of course they're going to have to maintain Mm. this thing so that after a while the the cables don't get rusty and break and yeah. whatever. But, yeah, there's friction and know, stuff it, involved, and yeah. But anyway, the concept seems right, and uh, uh, it it can store quite a bit of energy because it's, it's fairly tall. It didn't give any dimensions here, but mm-hmm. they'll figure that out when they're building the trial versions of these things. Mm-hmm. But it's not that expensive to build because it's just simple building. Yeah, looks, stuff yeah c-
0: c- cement blocks that kind of look like—I um, mean, not shape-wise, but stacked together like imagine like Legos would, right? So you just build this giant Lego yeah. tower, and uh, when you've got extra energy, and then when you need that energy back, you take those uh, Legos and lower them back down, and as they go down, they spin a generator to create electricity. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, you know, I think cool this stuff.
1: one actually has. A- uh, multiple, uh, l- at least two hoists and lifts, you know, with pulleys on either yeah. side of this. Yeah, yeah. It looks like they've uh, got m- so that. Go ahead. So. Yeah. A- anyway, so that they can make it a smooth transition if the one hits the bottom and then they get the other one started to, to keep the keep yeah. the energy flowing.
0: Yeah. Constant they, flow there. Yeah. Right. As the so stuff's going it's, down. So it's it's a
1: little bit more complicated in the in the sense of that they want to have it. Continue to operate for maybe a long period of time, well until you get your power back from your sun or wind, whatever. So uh, these kind of things uh, will cost an additional price, but it's an essential thing if you wanted to do comparisons between that and uh, fossil fuels, because the big disadvantage of the so-called Non-fossil, that's not yeah. the word Green is. energy. Yeah. Really green energy is that it's not constant. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, it depends it on the green energy sun... you're talking about. Like hydroelectric and, th- and geothermal would be constant, but wind right. and solar are not. And so you need to find some right. way of continuing to have energy after the sun goes down or when the wind stops blowing. And, right. you know, presumably anytime you're doing this stuff, you know, you can say, well, you know, 80% of the energy is used and 20% is is not or whatever that ratio actually works out to be. And what's not being used, you can then use to store somehow. The question has been, you know, how do you do that? A giant array of lithium-ion batteries doesn't make sense cost-wise and, you know, in practicality. But... Uh, We've talked about like uh, I think it was in Finland or, or Norway they were doing like a sand battery that stored heat that then they could use, um, which I still find fascinating because uh, they have one working and it looked like it was
1: about 25 feet well, high. Um, yeah, but but I, I, I don't think I I don't want to be one who poops any other alternatives because uh, you you have to tailor the the type of battery you use to the. Particular area where you you have the oh absolutely I wasn't boo anything I just said it's
0: fascinating so. it to me it's I, I would have never occurred to me yeah. to use like heated sand to store that energy and yeah. you know they've got it working I mean that's at not, it's not even a hypothetical they physically have one working doing exactly that um, and mm-hmm. you know now they're in the process of building this gravity battery where they'll you know put. Stack up heavy things and then and then unstack them and let gravity pull them back down to to then you know release the energy for for after hours uh, needs and I you know yeah. it's just it's cool it's very cool you know I and, mean I think... and
1: you can and you can. And you can take several of these concepts and build them and tailor them to a specific location, depending on how much right. or how long you need to store.
0: Right. Well, and they're not mutually exclusive. You can have, you know, the two or three different types of things, and each of them maybe fills slightly different niches, you know, that work yeah. well. You know, it just depends on what's yeah. the most um, uh, usable, what, what fits the bill at any given point in time. You know, you may find that, you know, stacking stuff works great for, you know, several hours after the sun goes down for your solar system. But right after the sun goes down, the sand battery retaining heat might be the the more efficient way of doing it. So yeah. you might have a hybrid. Um, you know, it, it's just
1: just, occur- it, it just it just occurred to me that this stack of bricks concept, uh, certainly not something I'd want to put in California because the earth shakes there every once in a while and, and <laughs> solid art things tend to fall
0: over. <laughs> yeah, well, especially so. if they're stacked, right? You know, you've got to find a, a right. an interlocking system so that they're they're clamped in and, and earthquake safe, um, you know. Yeah. But, you know, you could do something, too. Like, we've talked about, like, where we live, where I live, you know, we've got mountains nearby. Well, you could pump water up the mountain and then let the water come back down when you need it, right? Um, uh, right. You know, and and if it's a sealed system, it also serves another problem, which is, you know, storage of water, because we we have water issues in the in this part of the world. And so um, uh, evaporation in a desert environment is a big problem for us. You know, there's been a lot of conversations about the California aqueduct, which runs from sort of northern and central California down to southern California. And it's basically uh, a man made river. Uh, for a large portion of it, meaning that it just flows in open air. And so a whole bunch of that is just evaporates away, you know, and so um, thousands of gallons. And so there's been lots of conversation about, well, how about on top of the aqueduct, we float solar panels so that they will keep it from evaporating and make electricity at the same time. You know, and it's like, great. You know, it seems to me these days we should be, I mean, there's plenty of opportunity and and technology available to stick a, a... uh, solar panel on just about any flat surface so you know much like um, you know oled tvs you know you can pretty much paint them onto any surface you want now so yep you know we should be doing that gung-ho you know <laughs> yeah why not if you got some space use it yep yeah,
1: it's a, it's an exciting time in the in the mm-hmm. energy uh, technology mm-hmm. arena because uh, we're in a transition point here. Yeah, and uh, so there's lots of ideas, and who knows how it'll yeah who, who's who will be the winners 20, 30 years out? You know.
0: Yeah. No, I was reading something the other day about one of the things you had mentioned, which was the idea of vertical farms inside of these buildings. These um you know, sort of um, uh, skyscraper type buildings that are essentially just uh, created specifically for or converted to farming inside the building inside of an urban center. And that way you can have fresh fruits and yep. vegetables available to people in, in that location instead of having to ship things from all over the world. So it solves lots of problems to keep the production yep. closer to the consumption. Um, and in, in the Talking about that building, they talked about a combination of uh, the exterior of the building being uh, covered with solar panels to provide power for the building. But then likewise, uh, an assortment of mirrors in order to get uh, sunlight into the interior of the building so they could use all of the space for growing. So, um, you know, and if you've got a tall building, you can also pump water to the top and let the water then come back down to the bottom of the building. You know, you've got a built in height. To, to use as a gravity battery. So, you know, there's, there's lots of interesting technologies that overlap in that area.
1: Yep, yeah, yeah. And, and and you should they should all be considered when you're designing that thing, the structure mm-hmm. to begin with, and see how well you, you know, what would be the most cost-effective integration. Right,
0: yeah, yeah, because you may find that, uh, you know, some of it sounds like a good idea, you know, when you first think about it, but when you actually start doing the math, it doesn't work out. Or the converse can be correct that's what too. Enge-
1: hey, uh, uh, that's what the engineers are for. Right, that's their job.
0: That's their job. Is tell to me, figure it
1: out. Tell me which which one I can do the cheapest with the biggest benefit. Right. right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cost cost benefit analysis. Absolutely.
0: What it. Yep. Well, and it goes. You know, it goes the other way too. You know, it's like. Things that you didn't, you know, on, on the face of it don't look like they would make sense. But when you actually start doing it, you suddenly realize it's like, oh, wow, that's a really good idea. Nobody, nobody thought of it because it didn't seem intuitively obvious, you know. Yeah. And, and, and those kind of ideas, I think, are always the ones that we kind of think of as breakthroughs because, you know, you don't intuit it. You don't look at it and go, well, that makes sense. You know, there's a lot of ideas <laughs> out there where you look at it and somebody just goes, well, that seems like common sense. That seems like it would work, Right. Um, and sometimes they do yeah. and sometimes they don't. But then there's those those weird ideas where it's like that, that that wouldn't work. And then they try it and they're like, huh, works pretty well, you know,
1: <laughs> um,
0: and those are out there. Those are out there. So that's why you, uh, yeah. you know, the, they do, uh, you know, small tests, test and test and see, right? Collect the actual data that yeah. then you can find out. So, uh, yeah. So you found a video about uh, uh, another one where they're talking about the 16 inch uh, iPad, and uh, now they're calling it the iPad Ultra as a uh, as a you know. So that means that I doesn't mean there's a marketing name from Apple that's maybe been leaked, but maybe you know it could be just somebody else deciding they're going to call it Ultra. You know, it's funny because Apple sort of has these like, you know, in the phone world, you know, there's the um, the Max. The regular phone, and then the Max phone, right? And then the in the uh, Mac world, there's the the uh, the Mini, and then the Studio means upgraded from the Mini, and then Pro means the high end on in the Mac world, right? Uh, but the watch, yeah. there's the watch, and then there's the Ultra, and so now they're saying, well, in the iPad world, maybe we can have because iPads, we have iPad, and we have iPad Pro. So now that we're thinking, well, maybe there's a third level, right, to that. So pro and then ultra <laughs> or max or, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of this time of year as we get ready, you know, we're um, uh, 5th of June is the Worldwide Developers Conference. And I think, yeah, there's a lot of um, uh, reading the Fact tea like. leaves. Yeah, there's just a whole lot of like, hmm, what, are, you know, trying to parse everything that everybody from Apple says and. and excuse me, anywhere online or anything like that, you know, it's like, well, what are they saying? What are they doing? Um, you know, I mean, if we were to kind of go through the things that have been rumored, right, um, is the, uh, the virtual reality goggles, a um, 15-inch iPad Air, so a more affordable 15-inch computer so you don't have to go all the way up to the pro levels, a 16-inch iPad, we'll call it Ultra, um, uh, possibly OLED displays in the iPads. Um, what else have you heard? What other rumors are out there?
1: Uh, well, of course, dates and prices and all of that. Yeah. You know, as to whether, yeah. they, oh, how the, soon they think it'll come. But.
0: The iPhone 15 won't have buttons. That's been a rumor, right? That it's going to have just a solid yeah. thing there that then does like a touch sensor with an uh, electromechanical thump instead of an actual button that clicks on it so that it'll be, you know, they're getting closer and closer to just their, a solid slab of glass. There,
1: here you go. <laughs> well, the only big issue with a solid slab of glass, I'd love to have a big display like that, but if it's too heavy, yeah, one, or it doesn't have enough of a border around it to hold on to it, you know, it can, there's, there's a number of other handling and just issues as to how uh, usable it would be, right? And uh, of course, y- y- you'd love to make it real light, but at the same time, they're, the thing that makes it heavy is batteries. Yeah, and the heaviness is dependent usually on a, this good displays, which require more power. <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> so like there's the con-
0: a confluence uh, of 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 conflicting issues, right? Or or technologies that. That it's like, what are the trade-offs? Because that's what, everything's trade-offs. As far as you know, when they're designing it, when the engineers are looking at it, going like, "Well, we can give it two more hours yeah. of battery life, but it's going to be three more ounces heavier, you know, <laughs> more heavy. You know, a little more top-heavy. You know, how's yeah. that feel in your hand? You know, um, yeah. you know, because well, you've talked and, about and that. I mean, rough, you've, got a, would... tw- you've got a you've got a twelve point nine inch, what? and you've complained about it being heavy to hold. You know,
1: yeah, and 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 where you use it, you know. Uh, I would feel comfortable getting on an airplane with, you know, where you got a kind of tight space with a normal, uh, 10 inch iPad or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even my pro gets you big enough that that might be uncomfortable, but clearly a 16 inch is a big piece yeah. of metal and if you were on an airplane with uh, crowded conditions using that device might not, might, you know, yeah. you couldn't put nice that on, you
0: couldn't put that on the little place. table in front of you and, and still have it functioning. On on an airplane, you know, Uh, I have the um, the iPad Air, which is the same size as is, you know, roughly the same size box case as the smaller of the iPad Pros. And that's sort of for me, the limit of a travel size iPad. Um, I don't know that I would want Mm -hmm. to go bigger. And in fact, I downgraded from the 12.9 inch to that size because I felt that was a better size. It was lighter. It felt better in my hands. And I thought it was a better travel size. Um mm-hmm. you know, and uh and it's that you know, I've already got a thirteen inch device. That's my my Mac uh MacBook, you know, my laptop. And so it's like, well, I don't need another thirteen inch screen. I if if I want the thirteen inch screen, I can use that one. And so I use the iPad. I'll tell you the thing that I want more than anything else. More than anything else, and it's not even a de- it's not a device. What I want is I want Apple to uh, in the bottom left hand corner of my iPad and the bottom left hand corner of my Mac. Like right now if I, I'm looking at my Mac, the bottom left hand corner, you see the little blue and gray face smiling that they've got there, the little uh, uh, Mac OS icon, you know. and next to it, yeah. and next to it is uh, the little launchpad. it's the little squares. And if you look at Launchpad on mm-hmm. the Mac, it looks just like an iPad. You see the icons all across your screen. Right. Except that it's yeah. not it's not an iPad. OK. When I'm on my iPad, I want those same two icons. I want to be able to click on the uh-huh. finder icon and launch Mac OS and run Mac OS on my iPad, assuming that uh-huh. I've got it. But, you know, and that should only be appeared only appear when I have a keyboard and a pointing device attached to my my iPad. But when I've got that, I physically have everything I need to run Mac OS. Right. I've got a processor that can do it. It's the same processor in laptops. I've got, um, a, uh, uh, keyboard and a mouse. So why shouldn't I be able to run Mac OS when it's there? I should be able to click on it and run it. And then, uh, when I click on the icon grid, it should just take me right back to my iPad and and iPad OS. And I should be able to bounce back and forth between them. Um, and, and use them, you know, because there are certain apps and certain functions that work better under Mac OS. There are certain apps and certain functions that work better under iPad OS. Um, and I've got a device yep. that's perfectly capable of running both. It, yeah. irri- it irritates me yeah, it's, it's, that I can't.
1: It, 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 it's it got to irritate lots of people. Anybody who has both uh, just, just, just dearly love to use either one for either situation. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I could handle uh, it, that feature mm-hmm. just being on my Mac. Right. But,
0: yeah. Well, you know, fact, Apple has said unequivocally, and they can always back off on this, but they said they're not going to do a touch interface on, on Mac OS. Well, it's great. I don't want a touch interface on Mac OS. I just want to be able to run right. Mac OS on a device that happens to have a touch interface. Now, when I'm in Mac mode, if the touch interface is disabled, I'm fine with that. I don't care. Eventually, you may change, but just let me run both operating systems on a device that's capable of running both.
1: Well, we have that already. I have an M1, and I can run some iPad apps, but not (laughs) all.
0: Right, and that's because iPad apps are designed for a touch interface, and the Mac doesn't support it. They've put the capability on the wrong device. Yeah. The capability to run Mac and iOS apps should be on the iOS device. It should be on the iPad, you know, and as long – like I said, as long as you follow the rules uh, of required hardware for the Mac, then the Mac – then the iPad should be able to do that in my mind. You know, there's nothing stopping them. Yeah. And and I have one of the cases for my iPad that is the – I don't remember. I, I can never remember their naming convention for the cases, so forgive me if I get it wrong – but i have it's not the smart folio i have the more rigid keyboard that has a touchpad in front of it so my my ipad clips into that magnetically and i've got a keyboard and a pointing device yeah. you know and so it's it's functionally a macbook that can't run mac os it's a macbook that runs ios only yep you know and i use it that way i use it that way for a fair amount of stuff But every once in a while, I hit Mm -hmm. something and I go, dang it, it's a pain to do this on the iOS version of these apps or in iOS. And so I set it aside and I go and I get my laptop and then I finish what I'm doing, you know, or go do what it is that I want to do over there. And it's an irritation that I have to get up and go get that device, especially because I use my laptop basically in clamshell mode plugged into a big screen in my office, which means very often I have to get up and go walk. To my shack out back to go get the laptop, the iPad I keep in the house (laughs) with me, you know. And it's like, really, this is dumb. It's dumb, Apple. It's dumb. Fix it. You want to do something right with the next. You you want to do something right with the next version of of Mac OS and iOS. Uh, Make them. uh, You know, I'm not saying one needs to replace the other because they both have strengths. I'm just saying that when you've got a device capable of running both, let the the device do its thing. Yep. Yeah. That's Uh, my rent. That's what I want for this year from Apple. You know what? If they do that, I would go buy a brand-new iPad Pro uh, and get it, uh, you know, loaded up with more memory, and and I would, yeah, that, that would be my absolute dream device, you know? And in fact yep. the reason that I got the iPad Air when I got when I went uh when I switched from the 12.9 inch iPad Pro instead of getting another iPad Pro I got the iPad Air because I didn't see spending that amount of money on something that didn't do the things that I felt like it would do. I'd be even angrier if I had spent the money on a Pro and they still hadn't made that capability, you know, hadn't made made it available for me to run macOS. So, yeah. I did read somewhere somebody, though, that said that, you know, they were frustrated. So what they did is they set up um, uh, a, uh, a, desktop, or a a Mac at home. They had an older Mac, and they set it up at home, and then they, they put, uh, uh, what's the name of the app? I think it's called Parachute or something like that that allows you to remotely control the desktop. And they said when they're at home, there's very little lag on their home network. And so they just launched that and they remotely run the Mac from the iPad. And so it's like, you're running yeah, uh, Mac OS on yeah. your iPad. Um, oh. you know, and so I had, it's like, I it, hadn't
1: seen that article.
0: Yeah. I, it was got- a while, it was a while ago, you know, oh. cause I've been complaining about this for a long time <laughs> ever since. Well, yeah. ever, I've been complaining about this since the, uh, The iPad was on the A14 because the A14 is the same basic underlying processor as the M1. And so, you know, it's not the same package because the M1's got more memory and stuff available in it. But it's the same processor. And so from that point on, I've been saying, okay, the uh, iPad is capable of doing everything that a Mac is at this point. So why can't it run that OS? And so it's been a couple years that I've been... yeah. Making that point, but uh, but no, we can't possibly make you know Mac OS run on anything but a Mac.
1: You know. Well, you can make Windows run on the Mac.
0: You sure can. Yeah. All you need is
1: Parallels. parallels. Yeah. yeah. There's some guys real real excited and happy about that official Windows. At least yeah. app it's and it's blessed by Microsoft.
0: Yeah. Parallels.
1: So, right. So, yeah. So, so they've got a version that, of their OS that never... you can
0: download that'll run cleanly within within the uh, uh, Parallels virtualization window. So and there's some.
1: There are a few things that it doesn't do. And yeah. It, they did point that out in the article. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it was. It's a YouTube video called "Windows on Mac is Official." Yeah.
0: Uh, I was. I was. So, that would have been really, really big news to me like eight or nine years ago
1: (laughs) yeah when (laughs) when i still felt the need for windows (laughs) right
0: but but then you know uh you know there was you could run windows on parallel on in parallels inside of your mac os because it was all running on intel and i did that because i had one app that i needed specifically for doing meet entries for my swim team that was a windows only app um, but since that time, there have been a couple different companies that have come out with basically online versions of that. So I don't have to, I can now go to, you know, uh, pay a subscription, go to a web page, and create the entry files. Yeah. And I don't have to, I don't have to go to, uh, I don't have to run the windows only app anymore, but that was literally the only reason yeah. I, I used windows anymore was to run that app.
1: Yeah. Anyway, the bottom line to this is that, uh, This official Windows running in that new latest Parallels uh, desktop is uh, the fastest Windows uh, that you can have. (laughs) You want
0: the fastest Windows machine that you can buy? Buy a Mac. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right. (laughs) Uh,
0: Sadly, that's not the first time that's been said.
1: (laughs) That's that's true. Yeah. Even when when the Mac was on
0: Intel, they said the best. There was a couple, I think PC Magazine picked the, the MacBook Pro. As the best Windows machine. Now, they were saying, don't, you know, for, for the best speed, don't run it in parallels, just boot into Windows because you could use Boot Camp on the Intel Max and boot directly into a different operating system. Uh, that's right. But uh, it's pretty that, amazing that they're having, doing I, this in virtualization and it's that fast.
1: Wouldn't you like to have been a fly on the wall when Microsoft was discussing the pros and cons of this decision? Yeah. <laughs> Because you know, in a sense it's supporting one of their heavy competitors. Uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time, uh, they, they may lose some business if they don't.
0: You know? Yeah, well, and I think they don't That's, look at themselves. To the calculation. They don't look at themselves as a Windows and Microsoft Office company anymore. They are a web right. services company through Azure. and, uh, and more yeah. and more they're also getting pretty heavily invested in AI. And while those two revenue streams are still there, I think their feeling is, is we don't care what you run Windows on. You know, you just buy another license from, you know, buy a license from us to run it and we're good. We don't care what device, you know, the underlying hardware, meh, we don't care, you know. Right. They've never been a hardware company. I mean, well, they do sell devices and, and, and some, you know, actually pretty nice hardware. But, uh, but I think, you know, if you look at their corporate attitude but, but they, about it, they don't care.
1: Yeah, but they just got tired with their hardware companies not coming through with some something as competitive with the uh, with the Apple chipset.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you know, the after, the after Windows while, computers kind of got, hey. got in a rut, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so that's yeah. when they came out with their tablet, you know, Windows uh, tablet, and um, uh, they've got the. Um, uh, I'm blanking on the name of it, but they make a pretty nice laptop, uh, you know, thin laptop, very much like the MacBook Air as well, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know, you know, if I were to get into the Windows world again, that would probably be my my g- thought is I would go to a, a Microsoft branded product, much like when I decided to see what the Android world was like again a couple years back, I decided to buy a Google phone, you know, and I bought their Pixel phone because, yeah. you know, it's like, I, I, I didn't want to go through the cruft of what some other companies add into the operating systems. And so, uh, you know, and back when, when Microsoft had the Windows stores, you could buy the, the computers you bought in the Windows stores were famously not full of, you know, trialware. And so you didn't have to immediately go in and start deleting garbage off the hard drive so that you could have room to set up the computer the way you wanted because they had, you know, trial versions of all kinds of stuff. Um, But, you know, the companies paid to have their stuff put on those hard drives so that you could get the PC cheaper. So, you know, I mean, I I understand the marketplace, but uh, it's a pleasure not to have to deal with that. So uh, so have you gone online and played with... Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, having played with Parallels in the past, I really have a lot of respect for that company. They, they know what they're doing. I agree. And uh, apparently, they've just surpassed the others by, uh, and I forgot what the name of their competitor was. There was a, another. Yeah, there's one major system. competitor
0: that does virtual stuff, and it's done by the same people who do um, uh, Autodesk, AutoCAD folks. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't but remember anyway, their product.
1: Parallels is, is at the top of the heap now. so
0: yeah. yeah, the stuff they're doing in virtualization is pretty amazing. They really do get sort of, you know, they minimize that layer between the native and the and the virtualized stuff so that uh, they get a lot of um, performance out of it. So And apparently, you can get a lot of performance out of uh, uh, running Mac OS in your browser. In fact, you can run it faster than some of the original computers did.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. So, uh, anyway, that this is old, old stuff. If you're really into going back and and uh, living in nostalgia, you know, I, I used to do that, but I kind of lost my interest anymore. I'm lucky if I can remember how to operate the current version. Yeah. such is old age right
0: yeah yeah you know it's fun to go back and look I've seen this uh, some people talking about it but I um, uh, have not uh, not looked at it myself you know it's uh, I literally have a a classic Mac sitting on the desk behind me that I can fire up and and run Mac OS you know I think 7 was the last one or 7 point something that I had 7.9 I think uh was the last version yeah. I had. So if I want to play with classic Mac OS, I can do that. Um, and somewhere I also have a color Mac laptop that uh, was of that era that ran classic Mac. You know, it was pre-Power PC. Um, yeah. So
1: well, maybe early Power PC. Today, what you gain today is software running in a, a much faster environment. So it's, it's still, it still, it now lacks the the slowness that it used to have <laughs> yeah, in the original, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You don't get the true experience of waiting.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, no, I, it's, it's always, funny for me you know, just to look I,
0: at it because it looks, you know, the, the visual appearance is like, Oh yeah, that's, that's what, that's what it used to look like on the Mac. And I know you, you weren't really involved in the Mac back in the classic Mac days, uh, because I worked for newspapers, you know, uh, a lot of the creative people had Macs, and so I was supporting Macs in the classic Mac days, and had a lot of hands-on time and, and work with them. Um, but boy, it's been years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was uh, in the the early PC days, even prior to Windows. You know. Uh, right. There's, there's not much not much nostalgia for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that said, you know. there are um, there are a, a fair number of folks that you know like have uh, DOS computer clubs and stuff for those that are you know yeah feeling nostalgic. I you mean, know, it, it's not my thing, but uh,
1: it, it, you know, what, whatever floats your boat. You know, it's just all for enjoyment for hobbyists or whatever. And and I've been there and done that, so I, I'm not gonna. Be negative mm-hmm. on anybody who enjoys that it's a it's an interesting thing especially for young people you know yeah they just like, like to see how it used to be and what the different systems were um, So it's good to have a sense of history so. anyway moving along to the new uh, music app that's somewhat yeah uh, classical music in in a, in in a partnership with Apple Music. Uh, uh, there's some things that it won't do that music does, and uh, the article that we have says that they ought to integrate them better. And I'm sure they will as time moves on. But uh, I, I, this was really my first introduction to, even though I had downloaded the classical app, I hadn't played with spent enough time with it to realize all the the nice features that it had yeah. but the but the I see I see very cl- clearly now being a music person as well why it is that they made a separate app to
0: deal Yeah with classical well music. they actually bought the, a separate app I don't know if you were aware of that they bought a company that had a it, classical it, music app and then uh, just right. adapted it. It took them almost two years to come out with their version of it. And so a lot of people who are fans of the previous app were upset that they shut the other one down and didn't have the new one out for quite a long time. It's like 18 months, I think. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and I, I disagree with the premise that they're going to make them or closer or combine them. I don't think they're going to. I think that they have oh. – the classical app is no. a separate app for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah
1: anyway uh, one of the things that I thought really looked interesting to me and and that is that there's about a, a Jillion different uh, renditions different conductors and orchestras that yeah. do the same song yeah because that's why that's what classics are all about and so you can actually go in and compare uh, one arrangement or or orchestration mm-hmm. versus another yeah and, well uh, and if you're looking for I, a piece of I,
0: music you're looking for a specific recording of that piece of music not necessarily you know the right i don't want just a concerto you know a specific concerto i want the recording by this uh, symphony and this particular conductor that was done on this particular date because that's the song you know that's the version of it that i want to listen to and that's almost impossible yeah. to do in the current music app which it's with a classical app that's much much easier
1: yeah, there's very few yeah. classical apps that really take advantage of all of the spatial uh, audio features that are out there today, uh, because a lot of these were recorded years ago. Sure. You know, but that doesn't take away from them because they had uh, conductors that had a particular style that people really like. You know. Yeah. You'll 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 fall in love with a conductor just like you do with a performer in the classical arena. Yeah. Uh, I suspect so, that what you're anyway. going to see
0: there, too, is obviously um, a lot of new music will be recorded using some of the new technologies, and some people will like it and some people won't. They're also going to go back and remaster some of the more um, uh, popular recordings of the past and make them available in spatial audio, and some people will like, and some people will complain about destroying the perfection of what was there before. So, oh, you know. of
1: course, because... When, when they went from, from uh, the old records to CDs, mm-hmm. even though that was a far superior uh, technology, there were people who said, oh, it, you lost the, the, the feeling of yes, the records. Yes, the soul CDs. of
0: the music is <laughs> gone. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and so the technology really should never be the determining factor, in my view. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the music uh, that's actually there uh, was really limited in the past, based because of the te- technology. It was just right. Pretty cruddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The
0: quality of some um, early analog recordings are are pretty awful, and uh, and the ability now to use digital tools to go in and remove the you know hisses and pops and crackles and static. And uh, and just clean yeah. it up to the point where silence is silent, right. and and uh, and you can expand the dynamic range of of things, and you know it's just there's there's a lot that can be done to make you know it sound more like what it would have sounded like if you were sitting in the room when it was being recorded.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm uh, I'm having lunch right now. If you haven't heard me, <laughs> you're not going to eat while we're recording.
1: I have a plate that my, your mom handed to me.
0: And you can say, no, thank you. I'll get to it in a minute. Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to you chew. <laughs> if I hadn't told you, you might not have heard me. I, I doubt it. it. I, well,
0: I, I heard her come in, and <laughs> I can tell when you're talking, you've got food in your mouth. So, yeah, I knew it was there. It's like, we 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 hear. <laughs> we hear. So because AirPods, AirPods makes you a <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> AirPods have a new
0: um, uh firmware update that's out, 5E133. Now, I heard that that was released and then pulled. I don't know if it's been re-released again. Um neither of my AirPods uh in the house have been updated. I just checked. And so hmm. I don't know if that's still being pushed out or not. And I was trying to find something that was a follow-on to see if if it had been restarted because I'd heard that they they started the release and then they pulled it for something, Hmm. which they do every once in a while.
1: It was supposed to just be a bug fix anyway. Uh, They did say something about one of the qualities. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's
0: not like they they weren't adding any specific features to it this time around. Um, It was interesting, though, I found an article saying that apparently there are some people who have purchased AirPods, but they don't have any other Apple devices. So they're using their AirPods with their Windows device or with an Android device. And if that's the case, then you have no way of getting the updates. And so Apple has (laughs) said, well, if you are one of those people you can go to an Apple store, and they will then force the update on your device for you so that you can get it up, upgraded to the latest version of firmware, which, you know, is nice. It's interesting, though, because in that same article, they said that if you own Beats Beats headphones, that... What the heck are you doing? What? Like, what are you I'm, doing? I'm just... Sounds like you're you're rubbing a, a balloon uh, against your hair or something, or against the <laughs> microphone. That's what
1: it sounded like. <laughs> oh, the microphone's way over across the room. Well, you it sounded
0: me. loud and squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> Good gracious. Anyway, um, they said that if you own Beats headphones, that Beats headphones uh, do have an Android and Windows updater that will allow them to update their their. Uh, firmware so it seems odd to me or silly to me that if apple has the software to do this that they don't just include the uh apple headphones in the same updater you know so that people don't have to go find an apple store i guess what they're saying is is if you're if you don't have windows devices then don't buy windows headphones buy beats headphones (laughs) that's really what they're saying
1: Is that right? Well, I mean, they're not saying
0: it, but that's effectively what they're telling you, you know, if you look at the way they're treating people.
1: Yeah, you you had sent me a thing. We had some uh, 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 problems in a mall where my local Apple store. Right. They shut your store down now. Yeah. But but your article also said Apple will open another store in the Charlotte area (laughs) early next year. So that was good news to me. That was at the bottom of the article. Right,
0: yeah, that so, means early 2024. Yeah, so we don't know the location so, uh, of that store. That's going to be at the north end of Charlotte. They have a store in the south end, but the north end store has been shut down. So, right, uh, but that has not been. Anyway, hey, I hope mm-hmm. that has nothing to do I, with I, headphones I- being updated, though.
1: No, but it, it does if you uh, if, if you have an Apple device and you, you – Ah, to go, a, yeah. device, yeah. you to go find the store, yeah. Windows device, yeah. go find the store. Well, so that really bro- presents a
0: problem for a lot of people because there's a lot of people who live places where there's not an Apple store within 100 miles. So if you've bought headphones, yeah. Apple headphones, and you don't have any other Apple devices and you want to update to the latest firmware um, – you're basically out of luck, I guess. Maybe Apple, well, you can send them in, and Apple will update them and send them back. I don't, I don't know. I guess you could call Apple Support <laughs> and find out. Uh, by the way, have you ever no. used the Apple Support app? They have an app that no, you I can download. Really it. Yeah, it's a separate app. You can download it, and you can chat live with an Apple Support person. And if you need, if needed be you can give them permission to then like look at your device and they can like see what's on your screen and see what you're doing and you can demonstrate for them the problem that you're having um, and they can help you troubleshoot. I have done it several times now and each time it sometimes takes a little while to work my way through to find the person who can actually help me. Um, I've gotten transferred, you know, if, if the person who can't help you, then they bump it up to like the next level of support. And I've gone up three, I've gone up five levels of support one time. Um, but I have never done that and not gotten the problem solved. Hmm. In one case, well, it took a little uh, while, but
1: ha- having been, having been in computer support, you realize that sometimes yeah. you just can't really work by talking to somebody right. over the phone. Right. And, and this so one, you're always, not even talking; you're chatting. A, you know, it's it's
0: type you're you're yeah. typing, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: but you know the, the ability...
1: downside with. The only downside with those things is you want to really have the customer in charge because you've got to really know and trust that the number you called is a good number. And somebody You're not giving somebody else, you know, with malevolent. You're uh, using Apple's app. Factory. The only
0: people that can get into it is Apple, and that's who you're talking to oh. directly with Apple through their app, and it's specifically oh, so for I'm support. Sure they- and and you and the app keeps a log, so you can go back and look at any time you've used it and, and have a, uh, a record of the conversation and who said what and when as you go through the process. Um, in one instance, it took, um, like I said, to the fifth level of support, and that person then was talking directly to the engineers, and they had to go do something with the database, and they solved the problem. And it had to do with a, a show that I had purchased through... Apple TV, and one episode of one season of that show would not play. But if I tried Hmm. to purchase the episode again, it would say, you already own the episode. So I couldn't purchase it. I couldn't play it, you know, and it's a streaming show. And so they had to go figure out Hmm. what what had gone wrong. And essentially it turned out that there was just like a bad bit that was, you know, I mean. they didn't say it this way. They tried to put it in layman's terms, but I'm I'm interpreting what they're saying, understanding how these things work. That somewhere in their database there was a bit that was bad that was or had been, gotten flipped, and and somewhere else in the database, you know. Th- so th- it, it what it told me was they stored information in multiple places, and in one place it was somehow flipped, saying that I don't own it. But then in the in the in the table that actually says what do you own, it was marked as owned. But in the oh. table that they they hit against when they try to play it, there was a bit saying that it wasn't owned. And so I couldn't buy it, but I couldn't play it, but I already bought it, you know? And so it was this weird loop and it took them about a week to figure it out and fix it. And they did. Yeah. And by
1: the way, I, and then I never went back and watched the show (laughs) Uh, on my cable system yesterday for the very first time. You know, I record a lot of things on Sunday mornings and stuff, you know? Yeah. And and I prefer to do that and then play them back because I can zip through all the commercial junk I don't want to see. Uh, but yesterday, for the very first time, I went to play back one of my shows, and it got to about 15 minutes into the show, and suddenly it said, end of show. You want right. to start over? And so, I said, well, no, I didn't. There's hey. still 45 minutes left. To yeah. See, I want to see the rest of it.
0: Had not recorded the whole so show.
1: It, yeah, it uh, well, it showed that it was all recorded, and that I had sixty minutes or whatever of the show. Yeah, but uh, it, it 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 wouldn't play beyond a certain point, and I couldn't move beyond that point to start it either. You know. Yeah, I've had similar things know. happen so, with
0: my DVR. So. The,
1: you know, it's, it's, it, everybody has that possibility, and I figured there's just an error somewhere yeah. on the stored device
0: that yeah. keeps
1: it from going on.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's, again, a database that, that tracks, you know, where you are in watching things and what, uh, you know, where the files are on the hard drive, and that something glitched, right? Something didn't get written right yeah. or, or got written over or got corrupted somehow, and and that kind of happens, you know? It's, uh, yeah. you know, it's funny anyway, though. Yeah, I, 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 go ahead.
1: I kind of felt bad because I, I watch both, uh, what I call liberal politics and, and conservative politics. And I kind of bang them against each other. And I say, well, who made the case better, you know? Okay. Uh, and this case it was one of the sides I didn't get to hear. So I don't know what it was, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: It's like, I don't know who, who made the better case. Only heard one case.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, when I shoot. was troubleshooting with the Apple person, you know, as I said, I, I worked up to the, like the, about the fifth level of support, and it was funny because at one point in one one conversation with the person I was talking that I was at level one or two, one of the early ones, they asked if I had a receipt for the purchase of the show, and I went, "Well, first of all, I'm buying it on Apple TV. You are an Apple employee, are you not?" I don't know that I've ever had a receipt issued for a purchase from the Apple TV, but I purchased it back in 2012. Now, that doesn't mean it's not valid. It was a long time ago, but it's now, uh, you know, I purchased this show 10 years ago. So, you know, you tell me, how many receipts from 10 years ago do you have that you can lay your hands on? (laughs) There was a long pause. (laughs) There was a long pause, and then she said, uh, you know, "The, the... David is going to be helping you now, and so I got transferred to the next level. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was polite, but it was and like, you, "Come you're on, you're asking me for a receipt for something that's over ten years old," uh, and yeah. and 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 I showed her a screenshot that said right there, purchased. So they knew I purchased it. It said so right on their screen, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And and there was five, six episodes in that season. I could watch episode one, three, four, five, and six. Just not episode two. <laughs> you
1: know? Oh boy. I'm like, really? <laughs>
0: receipt.
1: Well. You well, know? I mean, yeah, I, you're right. it, I don't think there is a receipt for half the stuff you get anymore, not not a real one that means yeah, much. Yeah, I mean if you buy
0: stuff directly from Apple, you can go into your Apple account and it'll show you when you bought everything you've ever bought from them. Um you know right. physical devices now if i you know me buying like you know back before they had streaming music i bought a bunch of music from apple do you think i could go find or prove mm-hmm. that i bought anything from them in that area i doubt it you know yep same thing with well, the yeah. um, you know with the movies the tv shows you know i bought them don't really well don't buy now them that anymore you
1: subscribe. Now that you subscribe, you can get them for free. Right? Well, that's it. Well, not they're for not free. free <laughs> that,
0: yeah, they're prepaid, but uh, but yeah, you know, it's like I don't. I occasionally, uh, you know, still watch the ones that we purchased. There are some that I watch, and some that I keep like I download on my iPad. So like if I'm gonna travel somewhere, I can sit and watch a movie if I want to. Um, You know, I have some favorites that I just download and they're just, they just sit there and take up space. And I know if my iPad ever gets full, those are something I can go delete out pretty quick and they set, you know, get, get a fair amount of space back.
1: But, uh, you know, you know, I, uh, one of my wishes with an Apple music is that if you wanted to, I should be able to go clear back in the early sixties and say, I want to hear the music that was popular in March of 1952 Yeah, or 62, whatever. But they don't give you that. They, they figure that us old dudes are all gone. Nobody cares about that anymore. So you can go back to maybe 2000. <laughs> no, you, you're <laughs> you absolutely yeah. wrong.
0: You can you can say, uh, yeah. play, play me the hits from, and then throw a year in there. And they'll throw it in. Now, I don't know if you can say, like, March of that year. But you can go and say, you know, show me the hits of 1973. Or play me the hits of, you know, 1955. And they'll play you the hits of 1955. You can even ask Shlomo. You know, hey, SmoMo. <laughs> what are the, you know, and they'll play
1: them. Yeah, well, for a whole year, I guess it, if you're a patient, you can listen to that. Yeah, I yeah, think they what would they list all of them and I, you can pick from you know? Well, I, I
0: think what that, well, when they say the hits, I mean, they're, you know, it may be the top 10 songs, it may be the top 25 songs. I'm sure they're looking at like things like Billboard, you know. Yeah. I mean, at one point in time, that was, now they can tell you, because they know who's downloading what, and they can tell you what's most popular from the last, like, 10 years. But but before that, you know, you had to use, like, the the Billboard magazine published the magazine. top. Magazine. You know, Billboard and Rolling Stone, I think, published right. the top hits, you know? And so it's, you know, yeah. they can extrapolate from those lists, you know, and those lists are publicly available, so they don't have to credit anybody. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's really what they're looking at is do we have to credit anybody, you know? So All if right. you get a hit, a list, it won't be the exact same list that's on Billboard or because they don't want to get sued, but it'll be like that list.
1: <laughs> yeah. One or two songs will change. Just that's to be right. Sure. We'll pick something just slightly <laughs> different.
0: Yeah. So, that's uh, how they play the game. I, right?
1: You. You, you posted something that says a guy named Ed Herman had been dead nearly 10 years. Now he's narrating your audio book. Now, is that an AI it is. Uh, a ver- version of him?
0: Yeah, yeah. So they what they've done voice, is huh? they've trained an AI on his voice, and he has a very distinct voice. And if you'd heard him or – I mean you may not recognize him, but he was in a lot of different things. He was a character actor, so he was never like the leading man, the – you know. But uh, – mm-hmm. Uh, the capability has gotten so good that, um, that, you know, they can now not only do a voice, but they can train that voice to sound like somebody specific. And so people who have passed away, i.e. Mr. Edward Herman here, can narrate books. Uh, now, I don't know who controls his estate and who, you know, can, can, I don't, you know, I assume that whoever decided to build this didn't go and do it just completely on their own. Uh, but that they talked mm-hmm. to somebody to use the, you know, to, to gain the rights to use his, his voice and intonation. Although I think that's an area, since it's such a new area of technology, that they probably don't have the laws out there. Because, you know, you could probably go find somebody that sounds just about like anybody else, right? I mean, there's got to be thousands of people out there walking around who sound a lot like Edward Herman. And so they yeah. could say, well, you know, we didn't you know, it's not Edward Herman, it's it's Bill from Poughkeepsie.
1: <laughs> you know Well they could doctor his voice they could doctor his voice and deny it they started with his voice. They could take anybody's voice and doctor
0: it. Well that's what I'm saying, is is that that, you know, so so I think we're going to have an ongoing battle between um, you know, the owners <laughs> between human beings and 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 people building AIs to fake sound like human beings. You know, um, I don't know if you, you are familiar with um, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, yeah. So they did uh, a Anthony document. Bourdain. They they did an, a documentary on his life after he had passed away, and part of the voiceover they did it in the same style, and the guy I think the same producers were behind it that did his show, and so there were a lot of clips and stuff from his show, and that was him doing voiceovers for each episode. Right. And so the whole thing is done and told first person in his voice. Well, they needed things. They needed him to say things that they didn't have recordings of him saying. And so they used an AI to use, to do his voice, to narrate parts of the show. And there was quite an outrage when the documentary was released that, you know, that he never actually said that, um, they just used his voice to, to, to fill in the blanks. Um, and, of course, they don't go through and identify. Now, maybe other people have gone through and identified what was actually his voice and what was the AI. But I've watched it, and I couldn't tell you. It was that good. Mm. You know, it's like I – Oh, I believe
1: it. Yeah, yeah
0: it was absolutely that yeah, good. Yeah, there
1: was well, – 60 Minutes yesterday, there was a, a show on this AI. Google, Google was, went, uh, had uh, center stage on the show, one big episode mm-hmm. on their AI. Did you see that? I
0: did not. I recorded it, but I have not gone back and watched it yet. I was watching anyway, basketball they're... yesterday because I'm an American.
1: <laughs> uh, I, we were watching golf. NBA
0: <laughs> playoffs, man. I watched the Lakers uh, win. I watched, uh, I watched uh, Phoenix lose to the Clippers.
1: We watched the, the playoff. Uh, uh, the replay of the final two, the, win- the tied winners, they had to go three holes in order right. to get a winner. In the, uh, uh, I forget what the, HVA or something like that. Right. Some some name, name of the golf tournament. Yeah. But anyway.
0: They're named after bank banks now.
1: <laughs> we we happened to be at a restaurant while they went to the first two holes, and then uh, we rushed home and we caught the end of the third yeah, the playoff track, so yeah we got to see the fight yeah so uh we timed it just right good i'm glad you got, got to see
0: got to see what you were watching got to see the it's frustrating I, to miss the ending and yet you like don't feel like you can like just hang out at the restaurant and wait you know, like we've we've yeah, had everything yeah. we had let's order another dessert come on keep it coming
1: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. especially at this restaurant because uh, I was—I've ne- never been to a public restroom in in my life that had such dangerous floors, particularly for an old dude like me. Uh, I could hardly stand up in that bathroom. The floor was completely wet, and it had residue of soapy residue, oh, man. Uh, so that it was slick. And I—I—I I, I felt lucky to get out of there. In fact, if the as you walked out the door, you walked onto still another tile area. So the stuff that was on my shoes now still kept it slick for a ways until I got to the carpet and could wipe my shoes off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was it was absolutely awful. So, you know, and then I says I ought to tell somebody at the restaurant before I leave. And then, of course, I forgot it. But uh, yeah. that was so bad. There, there, somebody's going to really have a crash back there. And it could have yeah. been me.
0: Yeah, well I'm glad you're okay. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, that's it, just it, it was so, so not it was so safe. bad
1: that as I was walking around not just holding against against the walls, fortunately they had a couple places where you could grab a post or a pole mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And so that kind of saved me in one case because I I just about lost it and I put quite a bit of stress on it. I thought gee, I was lucky I didn't that didn't break for me, you know. Yeah. Because I'm not a small guy. Yep. yep. But, any, anyway, such is life. As you get older, then then you face these kind of hazards, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I'm glad you're okay. Uh, I was. I just thought it was interesting here. The um, an Apple Store was broken into, but they did it basically almost. It sounds like the the plot for some kind of like like movie.
1: Movie. They, <laughs> yeah,
0: because what they did is the the thieves. Uh, Basically figured out the floor plan at a mall and found out that if they could break into a coffee store and then go through the coffee store in the back in the coffee store's bathroom, they could go through the wall and that would put them into the storage area in the Apple store on the other side of the, the building. And so they broke into a coffee store after hours because, hey, coffee store probably wasn't being watched as carefully as as the Apple store, uh, busted in and stole Thousands, like five hundred thousand dollars worth of gear, out of the Apple Store by going in through the coffee store in the backside. Um, you know, it sounds like a bank caper, right? Like, okay, we're going to take over the laundromat next door, and we'll tuddle into the into the into the bank. Yeah, um, and that's it what they did. It
1: it just says it happened about 7 p.m. on the sunday so yeah. probably not many people around but it didn't say how yeah. long they thought it took well the coffee um, store was already of-
0: closed my guess is is that the apple store probably closed you know it's a sunday they probably closed at 5 or 6 on a sunday and yeah. so so you know the place is quiet and they managed to 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 get in cutting through you know walls now, I also guess yeah. that Apple is going to go through each of their stores and see any, anywhere, you know, especially the ones that are in malls, what stores are adjacent to them. And instead of just having drywall between them and the ne- neighboring store, there are going to be metal panels and or thick sheets of plywood put up to make it much more difficult to get through the wall into their storage area. It also occurs to yeah, me could, that <laughs> Apple knows the serial numbers of all those phones and could probably disable them remotely. So, so stealing, yeah. stealing yeah. stuff from the Apple store is probably not the best, you know, although I guess That's if right. you're reselling it to somebody, they're not going to know that they're going to cough up the money beforehand. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. So, uh, authorities are going to track it. There's no question about that. Yeah. These numbers are, are already out there. Sure. Uh, and, uh. It sure. won't be long and they'll find somebody, but it may not have been the original criminal. Well, that's It'll it. The problem
0: while. is, it's probably not going to be the original criminal. What's going to happen is those guys will sell it to somebody who's going to then ship them over to, you know, Africa or, or, you know, somewhere in Europe or something like that. And people are going to buy, you know, hey, I got a deal for you on this iPhone, still in the package, right? And so then yeah. some unsuspecting yeah. guy is going to go to activate his iPhone. And I would honestly at that point but Apple's you know
1: worldwide too so I don't think Apple could couldn't I mean oh they're, Apple they're could in absolutely the world
0: where you go. they could absolutely you know yeah. shut those devices off remotely and stuff but I wonder if Apple might just go okay look it's the device is stolen but are we better off just letting the person activate it and then trying to sell them services than we are you know because they're not the one who who stole the phone you know the odds of, yeah. of one of the guys who stole the phone actually, actually keeping one of them and activating them is small, you know. And if they think that's the case, they'll hunt the guy down and put him – excuse me, put him away, but um, – or her away. Yeah. But, the, you know, but the, the poor guy who buys a phone, you know, in, you know, Nigeria isn't right. thinking, wow, is this, a, you know, stolen out of a store somewhere. And why would Apple want to punish that guy? You know? Yep. So, yeah, I I would be surprised if Apple went after the people who actually activate the phones. But they would probably do everything they could to trace back the, you know, chain of events as to how the phone got there and who did it and do everything they can.
1: Yep. I would be
0: surprised if they didn't.
1: they'll, They'll learn a lot about the crime. I'll guarantee that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was work. funny that, you know, like burglars cut a ho- a hole through a bathroom wall to get into the Apple store. That seemed pretty uh uh yeah. you know. Well,
1: uh, James Bondy. Probably connected to somebody who had access to the floor plans. That would be your first suspect, right?
0: Yes, or somebody who worked in the mall, right? Somebody who had had a job in the yeah. mall and kind of knew how things were laid out. yep yeah. Anyway,
1: security is a never-ending job. As, as you ask anybody in the Pentagon about this yo-yo who, who uh, posted this crap online. And yeah. you know that, that young kid that they keep talking about all the time? Uh, he wasn't the only one who spread it because after he got had it on a pretty closed site, you know, just a bunch of uh, young uh, friends, I guess, six or seven or eight people, they said. Yeah, uh, somebody then took it and moved it to the other places. So there's, yeah. there's there, of those group of people, there's somebody else there that's gotta be suspect.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of issues involved there and tra- tra- you know, they're going to track it down to the last individual. That's that that kind of breach oh, yeah. is just not acceptable. You know. So, yeah. so um two things left here. One is there's uh, somebody says that Apple has reportedly halted M2 chip production in January and February, but then they follow that with likely due to low demand. My response would be likely due to ramping up of M3 chip production. <laughs> but okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. All kinds of reasons here.
0: Yeah. I, I wouldn't go to low demand. I mean, you know, they may not be selling well, it. Apple, Apple had a bad
1: 2022 was
0: wasn't it? Yeah. Well, right? I mean, that... everybody who relied on on production anywhere in the world was seeing the tail end of all the production halts from twenty twenty, and that has taken eighteen yeah. months to two years to kind of work its way through the production line. You know, people don't realize that, like, you know, they were saying, "Oh, Apple's made a decision to change, you know, this or that on the phone that's going to be released in three months." That phone has mm-hmm. was is. Has been in production for six months, and decisions made about that phone were made over a year ago. You know they don't. Sure. People don't understand how far in advance a lot of that stuff happens, um, and so you know, the, like we're talking about what's going to be in the iPhone 15 that's going to be released in October. My guess is is the iPhone 15 has been locked down already, and it, it it and it will probably be in production in the next couple months, so that they will have enough of them available to be able to sell them when they announce it in October. But, you know, they gotta start that the production run starts, you know, somewhere between four and six months in advance. Not you know, and so so design decisions are made well before that. But they talk about what is that? God I can't hear anything. It's it's so loud. Literally, it sounds like you just It sounds like you took your microphone and stuck it in a blender. I still hear no, it. No, I don't have anything going on here. I'm hearing this sound. It's like, holy moly. The door. What the heck I is that racket? Door. So uh, I, it's happened several times during I, the show. And it sounds like like oh, like I, I, I see, like crumpling of see, paper I or whatever.
1: On, so I don't, I, I don't hear anything that you're hearing because I have headphones on.
0: I have but, headphones but on, too. It's, it's being picked mic. up
1: by your mic. You should be able to hear it. Do
0: you not hear yourself in your mic?
1: Yeah, but I, of course, I'm not
0: good at hearing either. Uh, I have not now It's <laughs> like,
1: it's uh, like however, what the heck is that loud, loud, obnoxious noise? <laughs> I, I, I do have my hearing aids on inside of the yeah. headphones, so, so yeah. I think I hear pretty well
0: well, anyway, I, I don't know how you would have missed that noise. that was a loud noise, <laughs> but okay, well, moving on I, I so
1: i I couldn't believe you were talking about me <laughs> yeah I mean really
0: yeah well, I'm yeah. sitting in a an eight by ten room with the door closed and nothing else around me. The only noise that's coming well, in here is noise, is maybe a fan, <laughs> yeah, exactly um uh, so. Um, So last thing up is the uh, all-new CarPlay launching, and that's that um, one that uh, is CarPlay for the entire Dash. And the only reason I thought this was interesting is because recently uh, GM announced that they're going to be dropping uh, CarPlay and, and Android Auto because they're using a separate product called Android Automotive. And there is actually quite a few car makers that use Android Automotive already, and they just use that as the underlying operating system for running their their infotainment system, and they're still fully compatible with Android Auto and CarPlay. So it's a choice by GM to not offer uh, those, you know, uh, access to CarPlay and and Android Auto. Because they want to sell you a subscription to their software, and they want to create a platform where you will buy apps that they produce and sell. Um, I think that's a horrible idea. I will never trust a car manufacturer to make software that is usable, uh, much less something I would want to use. Um, you know, they may it's, prove it's, me wrong. It's
1: going ex- It's going exactly the opposite way I thought things would go, because most of these other guys will never be interested in doing that. They will depend on Apple and Google to do their stuff in the electronics arena in a greater and greater extent. Yeah, and so those those manufacturers uh, have
0: committed to using CarPlay as the underlying system for their uh, human interface, and those manufacturers are... Acura, Audi, Ford, Honda, Infiniti, Jaguar, I'm sorry, Jaguar, Land Rover, Lincoln, Mercedes-Benz, <laughs> Nissan, Polestar, Porsche, Renault, and Volvo. And I tell you what, I would buy any one of them before I would even consider a GM car that doesn't have CarPlay in it. Um,
1: you know, Yeah, a big part of a car purchase is your entertainment system. Yeah. And if they think that people are going to have any confidence in them as being a leader in that arena, unless you've experienced it yeah. already and you think it's better better than Apple's yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's all, why, why not just you... not just entertainment.
0: Also, your GPS and routing. You know, and yeah. I I don't I mean these are the people who used to sell you GPS maps on CDs and want to spe- charge you six hundred dollars every year for a new CD.
1: U C D, CD, yeah. Yeah, I was like, exactly. nope, nope.
0: I don't want anything to do with you guys and your, your uh, you know, inter- electronics interface design, you know. I, I don't trust you. I'll, I'm much happier yeah. with, with Apple or Android, frankly, than, than uh, you know, a well, car manufacturer's well, you, you version. Don't,
1: you, you don't buy a computer, an iPad, a phone, and a watch from Apple and say you don't have confidence in Apple. Right. They don't do that. Yeah. And I'm telling you, there are a heck of a lot of people mm-hmm. who've done all four of those. Yeah. At least three of. Them.
0: Yeah. Well, and uh, what was it? Apple. I mean, of course, these numbers. Apple's the one that reported them, but I, and I don't remember their source. But uh, at their last last year's Worldwide Developer Confe- Conference, they they mentioned that 75 percent of new car buyers are the number one feature they're asking for is CarPlay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, wow. and I believe that. Anybody who's used it goes, yeah. that's that's the way interfaces should work in the car. You know? I went yep. and bought an aftermarket radio to put in my 1999 pickup truck so that I could have CarPlay in it. So, yep. yeah, it just it befuddles me that the GM is doing something that seems so completely silly. Um, but it's, there's it's, literally... Especially n-
1: at this... Well, we're at a point where the car industry itself is in transition Yeah. and there's no, you, you know, it's hard to say you're confident that any of the big automakers in America will survive even Yeah. because somebody could come and do that job, uh, like the, uh, uh, dang it, uh,
0: I'm sorry, I, I, don't were, I don't know where you were I don't know where you were going, so I don't know the what the electric
1: to... car the electric car maker. The oh Tesla. Uh, Tesla, yeah. Now, they're on they're not on here and they very well could put their own stuff in because they, they they've have. sold cars on other features. Yeah. Well Tesla and
0: Rivian, which Rivian is is the engineers behind Rivian are a lot of former Tesla guys. So Tesla and Rivian have their yeah. own interface and they do not support CarPlay or Android Auto. And I've heard it put forth that the reason GM has talked about this is because they're looking at the high end electric cars, you know, Tri- Rivian and, and Tesla, and saying, hey, they're not using CarPlay and they're doing their own thing and that we should do that too. Uh, that seems like stupid reasoning to me, uh, you know, just because somebody else is doing it. And quite frankly, I know there are people who, who you know, moan and complain about that with, with Tesla and Rivian like, come on, support the interface that we want to use. Don't force us into yours, you know. And, and of course, their response is always some sort of mealy mouth version of, well, we think we're providing better support for our – and more dynamic support for our customers because we can then make changes when we need to make changes. And, you know, all you have to do is provide well, a window for them to put CarPlay or Android Auto in, and, and then you can control everything else, you know. And...
1: I I think that's why there's been this rumor out there about a, a Tesla phone for a long time and there's justification for that mostly because of the satellite system yeah okay there could be a satellite phone system and they could be the first guy's first kid on the block with that and have and also support the Tesla cars right so there, there's a lot of potential there yep yeah
0: no I think you're right I think they they're tie into the satellite more than the cars even but yeah i you know I could see that
1: yeah.
0: um you know I mean in the iPhone 14 Apple added satellite connectivity into their phones so um they're not using yeah. they're not using um uh spaceX's satellites but they're um uh you know they they provided that feature so if you're stuck somewhere away from cell mm-hmm. towers you're not you can still communicate with the world um yeah. You know, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yep. So anyway, if they really are going to build a phone and stuff, I could see Tesla coming along and trying to entice lots of other people to buy their phone because of the satellite features and Mm -hmm. maybe uh, even sell the radio features to go in some of these other cars, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't
0: know. We'll see how that all plays out. I think it would be a difficult sell to get somebody to go to yet a third version, you know, of a phone. Um, but yeah. you know, if, if they have, if, if, if having, you know, having it not be cellular, but instead be a satellite phone that's affordable is compelling enough for a lot of people that yeah. might make sense, you know, cause then you don't have to worry about, you know, if you're in cell cell connectivity, um, you know, and that yeah. that might be waiting for him to get just enough density of satellites in the air that that you don't have you know major gaps in coverage. Because I know when they were selling the satellite stuff, that initially um, it was available only in certain areas because they had enough satellite coverage in that area for you to you know actually have connectivity.
1: Yeah, I reliable. I don't know how many places are in the, that are in the world that that have that. Don't have cell coverage, uh, you know, worldwide. But I don't know. I'd like to see the ah, I on that. suspect there's tons of them.
0: You can find tons of places in the U.S. where there's no cell coverage. Most national parks do not have any cell coverage in them, <laughs> or if they do, they they have it yeah. like in one little area, and that's about it. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're an outdoorsy kind of person at all, cell coverage is not something you can count on. That's I, what,
1: that's right. That's why the Apple phone can can. Bail you out with a yeah. an emergency call at least right.
0: Yep, I was in. Um, uh, it's been a couple of years, but I was up at the uh, Redwood National Forest on the coastal redwoods north of Eureka, and they have signs up everywhere saying "Don't rely on your on your the maps on your phone <laughs> because they will they will suddenly not be available as soon as you lose cell signature uh, cell connectivity and you won't have signal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you won't have. Um, uh you won't have a map that's any good anymore because it won't update you know you'll move out out of that one area and you're you're stuck so don't do that you know if, if you're hiking yeah anyway you know it's so like at the head of every anyway, trail they're saying don't use your phone don't count on it
1: yeah uh i i see some of these other displays here that i hadn't seen in this kind of detail before uh uh instrument cluster integration and mm-hmm. different uh, dials uh I'll have to spend some time with this before I'm ready to comment, but mm-hmm. uh, they've clearly minimized the space taken for some of these things. Yeah, uh, get a lot of information in small space. and 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 the other thing is in addition to a number, they have the shaded and colored uh, little meters, if you will. that go around the device. And so that's that's good. Mm-hmm uh, you know, because everybody recognizes, you know, if something turns red, you better pay attention, right? <laughs> or, yeah. Or green's good. Right.
0: Yeah. Unless you're colorblind, <laughs> but the, yeah. um, the, uh, you know, but Apple will work that interface and they'll have versions of it that work with people who have, you know, colorblind and, and other, other issues. Um, you know, cause that's, they're, they're good at doing interfaces and, uh, you know, and and one of the things Apple said when they when they launched it was that they'll be working with car manufacturers to customize it for each manufacturer, so they can, or each model even, so they can, mm-hmm. you know, the car. It's it's done as a collaboration, um, you know, so that it has the look and feel of, you know, an Audi or of a Porsche or of a uh, you know a Ford or whatever. You know, it's the, the yeah. idea is, is that this is a very customizable interface, that it's basically a, a interface construction tool set that Apple's providing to the car manufacturers, you know? So when yeah. you get in your Honda or you get in your Ford, they both may have CarPlay as their underlying uh, interface, but it's going to look like a Honda. It's going to look like a Ford. It's going to look like, you know, whatever the Jaguar, mm-hmm. And I had to repronounce that yeah. one, by the way, because I remember you went and looked at one one time, and you you uh, came home saying that the uh, salesman was correcting you on the pronunciation pronunciation of the car.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like, well, there's a way he to sell a, a car. Tell me, I'm an idiot.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was he was a Brit, and and he felt you know that was an important thing.
0: Yeah, he felt compelled now, to tell you, it, the buyer, that you're doing it wrong. You're not worthy of a Jaguar because <laughs> you cannot say Jaguar. It's like, dude, you're in America yes, now. Well, Say Ford.
1: I, I didn't, you know, I didn't <laughs> even get in it. Uh, I, I think I sat down in the seat and the main, main thing that caught my attention was this large hump. It had the, uh, it was such a long engine that it, the transmission sat almost between the, the front two passengers. It's right. This, this big enclosure. And I thought, good God, I don't like that thing in my passenger compartment. Yeah, there's you know, no no foot, foot hole, space foot because
0: it's Yeah, exactly. Now I remember that was the other comment you came home after having uh and, gone and looked yes, at it. You're like, you I, I, I you know, you, like, I could not own that car. It was a piece of garbage. <laughs>
1: yeah. If yeah. you're legless it doesn't matter, but uh yeah. unfortunately I gotta find a place for the legs too. You yeah, know?
0: well and there are those, you know, brakes and you know, accelerator pedals and stuff that unfortunately have to go <laughs> into that space as well. So, yeah, yeah. By the yeah.
1: way, that was a long time ago. This, this I don't know what yeah. new modern Jaguars look like, but that right. was in yeah. the past.
0: Well, and that was their kind of sportier model, too, which, I mean, let's face it. They, they've they've always done kind of sportier cars, but they have sedan-type cars, too. Oh, yeah. But even the sedan car at that time, I think, had some issues. I think that was just before Jaguar basically got bought out by Ford, and now they're owned by India's Tata Motors. So, uh that's why I made the joke really? about about uh the proper pronunciation of Jaguar is Ford because for a long time Ford owned them. <laughs> but uh but yeah, now they're owned <laughs> by uh, Tata. Um so mm. Yeah, well, and I have no idea, you know, what what they what, you know, what they're like these days as a vehicle. Um They make some pretty ones. I saw one driving down the road the other day. It looked really nice, but
1: Oh, the, the, they've always uh, paid more attention to exterior styling than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> that was number one with them. E- exterior. And I make that point because the interior didn't just, just took back seat to the, you know. So I, I yeah. think both were important. You know, it should look nice everywhere and be comfortable and functional. So it's, it's a lot more to it. it it's there's there's uh, in the design world you can always emphasize whatever tickles your fancy, but it, if it comes at the cost of of uh, other issues, then uh, you got to be careful. Yeah. So as an FM radio app here, huh? it's an app. Yeah, you got to think of things. Everything's an app these days, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, I was wrong. They are no longer with Tata Motors either. Now they're part of Jaguar Land Land Rover as of 2013. So Mm. 10 years they've been independent again because they were British Mm. Motor Holdings and then British Leyland for a long time. Then they were Jaguar independent. and And then in 1990, Ford bought them and had them until 2008. And then 2008, 2012. So only four years were they part of tata motors which is
1: a uh so what that Indian says to me is no, no, nobody has figured out the uh, uh mixture that makes it makes for a profit because that's what why things get sold we can't make this thing so yeah away. well
0: they always you know they had that reputation for many years of like you said beautiful cars that are always in the garage um yeah, you know they mechanically and and you know I I think there was I watched I watched a uh, a British show on cars one time and they were bemoaning the fact that you know this beautiful car and you get in and knobs are falling off and you know it's like you know they yeah. uh, they were handmade and so like the the uh, from one car to the next the. Uh, the uh width from uh across the the vehicle was would vary by as much as an inch and you know it was like there was just lots of issues hmm. and obviously modern cars don't have those kind of problems and so um yeah. yeah i I again don't know i it's not something I follow other than I've seen some of their vehicles driving around and they they were attractive looking vehicles at least in the current iteration um but they don't sell in large numbers. They've never been a high-volume seller. So who knows in terms of how they uh, hold up and what their
1: reliability they, is at this when point. They, when, they, when I was young, they were also big racing things. They, yeah. they were on the racetracks and winning. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's where they made their reputation. And then, then they uh, uh, tried to get away from that finally. And mm-hmm. I don't think they are racing at all anymore. I don't know. Do you hear any jags on the tracks? I don't follow
0: enough racing that I would racing. know. Um, I'm not a motorsports kind of guy for the most part. Uh, give me give well, me a good basketball well. game or or uh, you know watching somebody fish. That's fun. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't even say that without laughing. Um, it, it's beyond me. I get it. You know, it's it, it's I totally get it that it's a sport and that people are doing it, but watching professional fishing is like watching paint dry. <laughs> it's like
1: okay.
0: <laughs> you know, what do you do when you're the announcer? All right, Bob, he's cast it out and now he's standing there. And he's waiting that
1: rock. He's waiting. <laughs> This is the right way to do it folks. yeah Watch this guy yeah and, and, I'm,
0: and I'm obviously making fun of it but it's just it's you know there's a commercial running right now where they have um, uh, uh, there's a really tall, he's like seven foot four Bobon uh, like Bogdanovich I think is his last name uh, who plays in the NBA. And he says, you know, what if I change my career and I want to be an announcer? And they cut to him as an announcer. And he's, he's saying, you know, he's watching them play and he's going, okay, he's bouncing and he's bouncing. And he's bouncing the ball and he's bouncing and he bounces again. And then he bounces it. Because you know, <laughs> that's what they're doing. They're, drib- they're dribbling the ball, you know. And it was, it's, it's funny. I love that he's able to make fun of himself and of his sport and, you know, and have fun with it. I thought that was hilarious.
1: Yeah.
0: So. He's bouncing He's bouncing He's bouncing He, he, he bounces again <laughs> So Yeah
1: anyway, Anyhow are we, I think I, we're kind of
0: Yeah Yeah I agree we're, We've kind of reached the end of, of the stuff to talk about When we're talking about bouncing um, I think we're there yeah. uh, I think we've <laughs> We've talked it all through So now I'm going to do yep. The proper thing And end the show And then go eat It's order is important here
1: Oh yeah. Well, I still have some on my plate. (laughs) I'm waiting. Uh,
0: I'm just giving you a hard time. So anyway, thanks for joining us. We'll be back again in a week. Uh, I'm just trying to think here. I've got a lot of swim meets going on and league finals are wrapping up, but they're all later in the week each week. So I should be fine on Monday. So as far as I know, we'll be regular routine next week. So till then. Sounds good. Have a great week.
1: Bye-bye.
0: And bye. we'll see you next time on Generation Tech.